Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. I got a little announcement for you today. Are you ready? Will, are you ready? Roll it. Thank you, Lord, and thank you, Lord, only by your Spirit, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Almighty God. Praise you, Lord, and praise you, Lord. Be seated. Praise you, Lord, today. Praise you, Lord. Now, we need to be praying that we close on the 31st of this month. Contracts are all signed. The survey is done. I want to thank the Carruthers for that video. Thanks, thanks to the Abbots for the survey. The surveys are, to get a surveyor out, it's seven months. But thank God for the Abbots. As we got in 12 days. That's why you have brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. And listen now, this is a, this is a big undertaking, but it's not big for God. To build that building, it would cost you 13 to 14 million dollars. To build it, we bought it for five. We're putting, I'm a very transparent person, just so you know, we put 750, we are putting 750,000 dollars down, and that's where we're at. So we need, everybody needs to be praying. 
Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And you need to be sowing seed into the southern outpost of freedom. There is no other church like this one. Listen, there's big construction and big doings happening with the outposts of freedom. I know, I know three outposts of freedom for sure on the East Coast. And running from Pittsburgh, it's Jonathan Shuttlesworth, just opened a revival today, church. They're overwhelmed with people. They can't, they're, they're not gonna be able to stay in their building for more than a couple months. They're overwhelmed, they're jam-packed. I was there, it's not gonna happen. So they're gonna be overrun. Because there is, he, has, he just put a, he put a billboard out that says, if you're tired of churches that are pushing vaccines instead of the gospel, you need to come right here. My pastor, Rodney Howard Brown, is adding oh, tens of millions of dollars onto his facility because they are overrun. Because, listen, there is nothing else like it. Understand, and what is it? For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrows and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Where the word of God is being preached, the genuine saints are going. That's the truth. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. John chapter 4, verse 23. That's where everybody's going. And listen, do not go back. I don't care if you live in Rotunda and now you got to drive. Four, it's 14 minutes from here. Look at me now. Don't you run from me. Look at me now. It's 14 minutes from here. Get in your car and drive. I've been driving 14 minutes here every Sunday. Now you can drive 14 minutes. It's not a big deal. And it's still 12 minutes from my house. So make sure that you don't find some excuse to go back to your COVID caving church. Well, you know, everything's changing. It's nothing's changing. Do you think I'm going to change? I'm not changing, and therefore nobody who works for me will change. Nothing will ever change. This is, this is right here. I believe this is our third building already, and I've never changed. I'm not changing anything. Understand that, but listen, look at us. We can't stay here. We can't stay here. People are, people are packing up their families and walking out because there's nowhere to sit. We can't stay here. We have the lights going out now. God's sending us a message. Get out. Let's make sure in the new building our lights never go out again. Let's do that. Let's make that a goal or a plan. All right, COVID update. Are you ready? Let's do church. In Australia, they just came up with well, all of you know that Australia is a lost communist Nazi police state. All for a 99.9% .9 survival virus. Here's their latest. They had 10 people die of COVID. 10. This is a country of 25 to 30 million people. And this may have just been in one province, but 10 million. The provinces, it was probably New South Wales or Victoria, but I don't know. And those provinces average between 5 and 6 million people. They had 10 million, 10 million, 10 people die of COVID, 10 out of five, six million. Always keep that in mind. How many people die of the flu every year in the United States? 30 to 80,000 per year, every year. Nobody tracks it. Nobody really knows how many, but that's how many at least that there is. So they had 10 die. Here's the breakdown. Are you ready? One in their 40s, one in their 50s, six in their 80s, and two in their 90s. This is, they did a press conference for this. 
You know, I, they might as well give, every time that I'm nauseated, I want a, I want a freaking press conference. I mean, I'm nauseated pretty often because I eat terrible, so I want a press conference every time. I just want to come out and tell everybody, let me break down how I'm nauseated. I'm a little queasy on a scale of one to ten. It's about a seven. Comes and goes. Took some Pepto. Now I feel better. That's a press conference. Ten people died out of six, seven million, maybe 25 million, depending on what, what the context of this news conference was, which was yesterday. So ten people. Now let's look at the vaccination breakdown, shall we? Nine out of 10 fully vaccinated. And yet they're still pimping and whoring the death jab. Nine out of 10 fully vaccinated. Three out of 10 boosted. Three, three of them fully boosted, fully vaxxed, but all of them with the exception of one fully vaccinated. And they're still putting this out as some sort of solution. It's amazing to me. I told you this two months ago. And it's not because I know. It's because the Holy Spirit told me. It is the delusion of our time that absolute factual data is presented and it's responded to with absolute nonsense. Nine out of ten people who died of COVID, they've told you for months that it'll prevent you. They said they gave up transmission a while ago, even though they pimped and hoard that for months too. For months, the vaccine will keep you from getting COVID. The vaccine will keep you from transmitting COVID. And then that all fell apart. So then they switched to, it's like climate change. Used to be global cooling. Then it was global warming. None of their predictions ever happened. So they switched to climate change. That's the truth, by the way. According to Al Gore, New York was supposed to be underwater in 2009. Then he switched it to 2014. And here we are in 2022. Probably be good if New York was underwater. But they, so now that they pivot more than soldiers marching, left flank, march, column right, march, the rear, march, they pivot all the time. So they said, you know, it's going to stop transmission, doesn't stop transmission. So now they're pivoting. They said it will stop hospitalizations. It's not stopping hospitalizations. Most people in the hospital are fully vaccinated. Most people in the hospital for COVID are fully vaccinated. 90% in Israel, 75% in the UK. We're lied to in the United States. In the UK, you can actually send a four-year request. But I'm going to break down these numbers for you. Tom, this isn't church. Yes, it is. Because all of this is about getting to the mark of the beast. That's all that it's been about from day one. I'm talking about, I'm talking about March of 2020 when all the churches closed and bowed their knee to the Antichrist spirit. It is about the Bible. Because that's what it's been about from day one is the World Economic Forum trying to get everybody marked, distanced, controlled, and dominated so they can track you, track your movements, and profit off of them. That's what it's about, folks. If you don't believe it, that means you don't believe the Bible. If you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your QR code on your phone, that should send alerts into your mind. Hmm, that sounds familiar. Didn't I read that once? That he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead? And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name? Doesn't that sound familiar? And it's going on all throughout the globe. So they pivot, right? Doesn't stop transmission. So they pivot to hospitalizations. Doesn't stop hospitalizations. Doesn't stop deaths. Nine out of 10 deaths and by the way, they were all in the hospital. So nine out of 10 hospitalizations, nine out of 10 deaths fully vaccinated. 
And by the way, they play games the entire time. How do they count vaccinated and unvaccinated? Anybody know? You ought to know. Because here's how they count them. In the United States, you can take your first COVID jab, and for three weeks, they count you as unvaccinated. You take your second COVID jab, and after the second COVID jab, three weeks, you're considered unvaccinated. When, are, when is the vaccinated most likely to catch COVID? In those three weeks. So they count you as unvaccinated while you're vaccinated because most of the vaccinated catch COVID inside of three weeks. So that's why you get those Pfizer bought and paid for doctors and nurse vaccine whores and pimps going out in front of the camera saying, our hospitals are overrun with the unvaccinated. Are they? No, they're not. People are catching Omicron because it's a common cold and getting deathly ill because they have antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome. You cannot vaccinate against a mutational shift virus. If you go and get the vaccination right now, you're getting a vaccination against alpha variant. You get the Pfizer, which you have to get to be considered fully vaccinated. You have to get the one, you have to get the two, Pfizer or Moderna. In order for you to be fully vaccinated, you have to get those. That virus no longer even exists on planet Earth. Do you know that? that vi look at me now. It doesn't exist on planet Earth. Alpha variant does not exist and Delta is nearly gone. And by the way, the study, here's, here's part two. Study just came out. Natural immunity is six times better than vaxxed immunity against, against the Delta variant. So if you're not going to stand in faith, Go to Reed's Nutrition and start building up your immunity. You're welcome. Love you guys. They've helped me out a bunch. I love them. Both two girls that would have died to date in high school, they didn't know it existed, but that's all right. Love them now. You get to hang out with them now. <laughs> I'll tell you a story about Tony, Reed. Is my whole life, this, uh, this is a thing, this is a, I'm going to try to make this spiritual. Here's the thing. <laughs> my whole life, I went to all the dances at Lemon Bay High School, all right, most of them. And I would be the usual guy standing on the wall, not asking anybody. So I said, you know, at the very last dance my senior year, I said, I'm going to every beautiful girl I know, Tony being one of them, and I'm, she won't remember, but I'm going to ask each and every one of them to dance. Diane Beaver, Tony Reed, all of them, Susan Smith, everybody. I said, I'm going, and every single one of them said, sure. What a waste of life. Whole time, never would dare approach any of them. What a coward. Take a stand. Make a move. I'm saying, I can't believe I'm dancing with Tony Reed right now. I'm frozen like. But hey, it was great. There you go. So take a stand. Take a chance. Joe Biden. Tom, this is Pollock. Listen, you got to understand something. I don't care. It's over for me. I'm not getting invites to talk at any other churches outside of the River Revival today, and I'm fine with that. Maybe Arthur Pulaski will fly me up to Calgary, but that'll be it. But he's, Joe Biden has decided to, for Canadian and Mexican truckers, 
to put a vaccine mandate on them. Why is that? Why do you think that would be? The reason is, it's like we don't already have enough shortages. If you walk around Walmart right now, and don't tell me you've ever seen it before because that's a lie. The only time you've ever seen it in Florida is when we have a hurricane approaching and everybody goes and buys all the toilet paper on the planet. As if, how much can you wipe your butt in three days? Your power is only going to be out for three to five days. I mean, geez, how much poop are you going to poop? So everybody goes and buys everything there. That's the only time you see it in the city. But now you go in there. Now there's no hamburger. My wife keeps me updated. I want to know because I want to know where the meat is. I don't really care about the veggies, the vile weed, broccoli. I don't care about any of that. But I want to know where the hamburger is. And it's not there. So Joe Biden puts a vaccine mandate on truckers. Now we already know that the vaccines don't stop transmission and the purpose of the vaccine mandate was to stop transmission. So you're using a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission to validate a vaccine mandate to stop transmission. Makes absolutely no sense and he lost his latest federal lawsuit again. He lost again, he lost to the federal workers. A federal judge said, you know what? You cannot, you cannot force federal workers to, to jam a metal rod into their arms, injecting themselves with an experimental Goebbels Mengele vaccine. So that's now been stated. He loses time and time again because it's called unconstitutional. You, you, if you're dumb enough to go get the vaccine, and for those of you who are vaccinated, I love you. But you were dumb to get it. Welcome to Foundation Church. Will you survive? Will you survive? You shouldn't have gotten it. How do you need to pray to get that leached out of your body? Come up to the prayer warriors after church, have them lay hands on you and get that toxin leached out of your body and become one of the faithfully unvaccinated again. So why would Biden do this? It is to cause the supply line shortage. Why? So that you will run to government for the solution instead of blaming them as you should. But most of the simpletons will run to governments. Oh, help us, help us, help us with the supply shortage that you caused. And you do this right in the midst. He knows the Canadian truckers right now are striking against it. They're, they're shutting down highways in Canada against the vaccine mandate. And in the midst of this, the dumbest man that has ever occupied the White House. Listen, he's not mentally impaired. Everybody thinks he is. What it is, he's had a couple brain surgeries. He doesn't have dementia. He doesn't have Alzheimer's. He's been dumb his whole life. He's never been smart. And it's all about getting you to run to the government and take a mark on your right hand or on your forehead so that you can buy, sell, trade, or travel with their permission and so that they can control where you buy, sell, trade, or travel, mark you, and profit off of it. That's what, this is the Bible. Christians, I mean, Christians honestly are thinking that that's right-wing conspiracy. You don't think the Bible's ever going to happen? And you see right in front of your eyes that the entire European Union, Israel, New York City, Australia, Canada can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without their QR-coded mark of the beast. And you honestly think that the Bible, that's right-wing conspiracy theory when somebody tells you that this is what it's all about, the mark of the beast? What happened to you? Christian, what happened to you? You used to believe the Bible, the Bible was real. 
You, you know what happened is you went to that daggum stupid ark church that shined your shoes, licked your boots, and butt-kissed you for years. Oh, please stay. What do we need to do to get you to stay? I ain't going to Foundation Church. He calls me stupid for taking the vaccine. I've done lots of stupid stuff in my life. Anybody else? I, you know what I call it? Stupid. You know what I called myself in the midst of it? Stupid. I wasn't insulted by my own stupidity or by calling myself stupid. There's no excuses in the Lively House. You're doing something stupid, you get called stupid. Some, listen, some of you are so worried about the tone of truth that you ignore the truth. How was it delivered? It's still true. You're like, that's, you're, just trying, you're just trying to justify yourself because you put out a mean tone. No, I'm not. I'm just telling you, if it's true, it's true. How, who cares how it was delivered? I've told you this before, but if a doctor comes in and every word between every word is the mother effer. He says, you're going to mother effing die. If you don't mother effing do this, mother effing five times, you'll be mother effing dead in five minutes. Guess what you would do? You would do it. But if a pastor says something to you, and any, I'm not justifying profanity, I'm just saying if a pastor says something to you that's cross-purposes in any way to your feelings, you shut down. Why aren't you like that at work? Why don't you quit your job? Your boss nice to you every day? Oh, he's just great every day. I love every minute of my job. <laughs> we just quit churches all the time. That's why I stopped caring. If you, if you get upset and offended and leave, guess what I'll do? I'll be sitting in my hot tub today. Not thinking about your offense. It will not ruin my life. Stop trying to ruin people's life by being offended. Because nobody cares. Let alone me. I don't care. I love you. But by me caring, that's not loving towards you. It's called enabling you to be a baby. Don't be offended. If it's true, it's true, right? Last bit of COVID. 68 million people live in the UK. In Great Britain. And again, their medical reporting is far more honest than ours. You can put a FOIA request in there and they send you this information, which is what this is. Somebody sent in. This is all verified. This comes from the UK Government of Statistics. This is where this is from. Send in a FOIA request. And the FOIA request was, tell me how many people have died exclusively of COVID. No other comorbidities. No mitigating factors, no lightning strikes, no motorcycle crashes, no decapitations, which have all been in shootings in the United States credited to COVID by the tens of thousands. Absolute fact. So someone said, tell me how many people died of COVID exclusively of the disease. Here's the numbers. Less than one, less than one year old, zero to 12 months old, zero people died. So little babies, zero to one, zero died of COVID. One to four, zero. You want to vaccinate your kids. Five to nine, zero. They want to vaccinate your kids. They only want to vaccinate your kids because that shields Pfizer from liability. It's a permanent EUA. That's all that it is. That's an absolute fact. You can even call Pfizer, they'll tell you that. How many people died from 10 to 14 years of age? Zero. So from zero to 14 in the UK out of 68 million people, zero people died of COVID from zero to 14. 
and they're mass vaccinating their kids. You know why? Because it's demonic. 15 to 19, one. 20 to 24, four. 25 to 29, 12. 12 people. 25 to 29 out of 68 million. And you want to shut down your entire economy. They have fuel shortages, food shortages. People are unemployed, never getting their jobs back again. All for this. And these numbers do not change. 90 and above, 520 people. 520 total out of 68 million died of COVID. You think every 90-year-old will be dead. No, you know, what's your survival rate? 70 and above, what's your survival rate for COVID? 96%. Everybody acts like it's a death sentence. 35 to 39, 42 people. 40 to 42, 52 people. 45 to 49, 87 people. You know what those mirror, those stats mirror? The flu. These are the facts. This is what's real. And unless we are biologically different somehow than people who live in the UK, the stats are the same here. And they have been from day one. It's all been an illusion. And the church bent their knee. And they're still bending their knee. Somebody sent me a sign. You guys got to stop sending me those daggum church signs. All that does is ruin my day. I try to have days where I don't think about this stuff and somebody sends me a church sign from Sarasota. <laughs> Only the vaccinated can come in. Can you believe I mean that? Yes, this is all over the country, folks. Understand, I want you to both live in oblivion and not live in oblivion. See, I go out and I, I went into, because anywhere I'm close to McDonald's during the breakfast hours, I go and get myself a sausage McMuffin. So... We were there at the building doing the inspections. Not that I was inspecting. I was just standing around talking like I usually do when the real workers were doing what needed to be done. But I went there and we, Norm and I are driving through the drive-thru and they're standing there. Still got their masks on in free Florida. And I just started to go off on it. Norm was like, Dad, it's because you don't, you don't ever go out anywhere. You don't ever do anything. So, you know, because all I really do is I do church, podcasting, message prep. When I, when I go to another church, it's the river, maybe Pittsburgh with Jonathan. That's it. So I'm around you guys all the time. I'm around all of us. It stuns me that people are actually still living that way. But it's the truth. If you, if you, went, if you go into Tampa, everybody's masked. Because it's more, it leans heavily left. It's all about a religious, political orthodoxy. When you see a mask on, that's why when you see people that are masked and it's down underneath their double chin and they're screaming at somebody for not being masked, they believe they're justified, even though they themselves are not technically masked. They have the religious rosary beads on their face. It's never, it's not about stopping the virus. It's about showing your devotion. That's the truth. And we will never bow at this church. Ever. We're not changing. We're not bowing. Nothing. So all you guys with the new building now, you need to be praying. We'll pray at the end. We need to be praying to close on the 31st. So we are in that building somewhere in the first couple weeks of February. I cannot stay here anymore. Love this place. Done a lot for me over the years, but it is time for us to move on. Amen. All right. None of that counted. We're starting the message right now. We'll be out of here in an hour and a half. And I'm on the clock. So about 
35 minutes. We got to go. And I'm pushing it. Uh, look at the, see the green numbers. I said 35 minutes. See the green numbers. That's my real time, but I always go over it. We'll switch when we go to the new start, new building. We're going to go to one service, of course. But let's listen. We need to pray to not have one service for very long. That building holds a thousand people. We need to pray to, we're running about 600 now. We need to, between both services and all the kids, we're running about 600, a little over, well, between six and 700 people. So we need to pray to fill that building up because we need to win souls. We need to win souls. We need to win our country back. Winning souls. Amen. People need to be scared of Foundation Church and they're gonna be. They already are, but we'll get bigger. Romans chapter eight, verses 31 and 32. It's actually entitled, More Than Conquerors. What shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? So you and I have been, we are not missing anything. John chapter 14, verse 26, the spirit teaches us all things. And now we have all things. Ephesians chapter one, verse three, every spiritual blessing, in the heavenly realms has been given to us. So we have all things period. Now, everybody loves that verse because it's true. Mercy is mine. Healing is mine. Protection is mine. Prosperity is mine. Victory is mine. Love is mine. Sound mine. Power. It's all mine. Amen. You can say that for yourself. It's all mine. It belongs to me. But here's the thing. It's more of a call to responsibility. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things. See, it's actually a call to responsibility. Everybody knows Luke 12, 48. Preach it here all the time. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. Read the, the second part of the verse. And from the one who's been entrusted with much. I believe if you've been given all things, you've been entrusted with much. All things have been given to you. Well, yeah, but I don't really see it. That's because you're, you're struggling with unbelief. Just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it's not real. You are sucked. What's keeping you alive right now, you cannot see. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's real. You can walk. When I walk, if you, I, I always own Malamois dogs. You go out there and you can, I can walk my dog and he can go through a storm and it's windy outside. He'll hear a mouse on the side of the road. It's like superpower. It's real. Even though you don't comprehend it doesn't mean it's not real. An eagle can see a button from a mile away. Just because we don't understand it and we're not operating in it doesn't mean it's not real. Doesn't mean we shouldn't be trying to acquire it. See, these, these, this verse, Romans 8.32, all things is actually a call to responsibility from everyone who has been entrusted with much. Much more will be asked. He's given you and me all things. What, what more can he do? He's given us all things. What more can he do? But here's the problem is most Christians are brainwashed. They just, they just bark amens like trained seals. Amen. But where's the operation of all things? 
If you've been given all things, where is it? Don't just be a train seal. No one's going to say amen the rest of the service. Hey, you know, amen. Yep, that's good. That's good. And there's no, you, nobody holds themselves accountable. Where is it? Where are the souls? Where are the healings? Where are the miracles? Where's the winning every single time? Where is it? Nobody puts the demand on them. Well, welcome to Foundation Church. I'm putting the demand on you. If you say that you have all things and you amen it, which means so be it, then where is the operation of it? You're like, well, I went here. And listen, maybe, maybe you're the exception to the rule. I am not. But see, I'm okay with saying, you know what? I'm not there yet. And there's a reason for me not being there. And the reason why I'm not there is I'm not sanctified enough for the unbelief to be gone. You have to be there. If you struggle in your mind, you're somebody who's depressed, you're somebody who's bipolar, you can't get out of bed in the morning, you struggle with it, that's unbelief. If you struggle with pornography, it's unbelief. If you struggle with lying, it's unbelief. If you vacillate in your Christianity, it's unbelief. Some days you pray, some days you don't. Some days you study the word, some days you don't. It's unbelief. See how quiet it is in here? But you've been given all things. And everybody, amens it. Ar, 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 ar. Without holding themselves accountable to it. He's given us the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Like you've heard me say a million times, Matthew 16, 19. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing, Ephesians 1, 3. I can do all things, Philippians 4, 13. And these signs will follow those who believe, Mark 16, 17, and 18. The works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, John 14, 12. We need to be there. See, we can, I can do all that I want with COVID facts. It's not going to win anybody. It's good for you so that you are informed and that I'm informed. It's good, to be, it's good to have factual data in your mind without, without question. However, it won't win a soul. What will win a soul is a Christian operating in all things. And here's the thing. Stop thinking that you're a mature Christian. Just be like me and say, you know what? I'm a Matthew 18, 19 Christian. Who I humble myself like a child and make myself the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. It's actually Matthew 18, 14. That's how you should be. So many mature Christians who quote, they're quote unquote mature, who are producing nothing. So how are you mature? But yet you can't, you won't go to a Bible study because, well, they're just not getting into the deep things. You're not producing deep things. See, you got to be, listen, I, I won't say this very often, but in this pocket, you've got to be like me. I'm like, you know what? I'm not there. I've got to get there. Hungering and thirsting for righteousness. That's the Beatitudes. Matthew 5, 3 through 11. That's the Beatitudes. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Not blessed are those who, who are complacent, thinking they're mature. I've run into so many Christians who believe they're spiritually mature because they stop sinning. 
Spirit to stop sinning means that you are currently breathing as a Christian. If you have not stopped sinning, you're not saved. Ooh. Truth. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of, of heaven as at hand. If you haven't stopped sinning, if we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left. But only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Hebrews 10, 26 and 27, written to the church of Jerusalem. If you haven't stopped sinning, you're not saved. Ooh, man, it's quiet in here. I'm wonderful. I'm, I'm concerned about this group in this room. That should be a fervent amen. See, the problem is, is that most of you, you think because you went to that stupid church so long that you're sinning and you're not. Because sin has been, I, this, is a whole, this is in the second message and now I'm blowing it up. It's under the style of Romans 14, 14. Where everybody was concerned about feasts. Everybody was concerned about days. Churches won't do Halloween, but they'll do fall festivals. Thou hypocrite. Trunk or treat instead of trick or treat. But there, listen, the, sin has been conflated. What I mean by that is this, is that Christians will lump things that are not sin into the sin pile and they will lump things that are sin into the non-sin pile. There's a very different, there's a line of demarcation between sin and all other things. If you don't study the word of God, you are not sinning, you're stupid. Stupid doesn't send you to hell. You can go right now out onto 776, right now, and do a jig. Go out there and do line, go out there and line dance. You're stupid, but you're not sinning. And see what's happened is what they do. Here, I'll give you an example. As a pastor came up, this is as actual fact. Pastor came up to and priest started preaching a message and purposely dropped the S bomb. And he said, you know, so many of you are way more concerned about me saying that than you are winning the lost. Now here's the problem. They should be more concerned about that than winning the lost. See, some of you actually went the other way, didn't you? So you, you be, the, the problem is this, is that you believe to sacrifice is better than obey. I get, I'll win the lost at the sacrifice of obedience? No, 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 no. To obey is better than sacrifice. You, you don't start to sin to win the lost. You do, here's the thing. And you don't say, you know what? We can sin, but as long as we're winning the lost, what are you winning them to then? If you're sinning and winning the loss to your faith, you're winning people to Satan's hell pit. You should be more concerned about the S word first because to obey is better than sacrifice, to heed than the fat of rams. Otherwise, you're Saul. That's the truth. And what happens is it gets conflated. And we get into ceremonies. And ceremonies are considered to be, yeah, we, you know, we, we're free at this church. We're not getting into ceremonies or religious doctrine. That's very different than sinning. 
And we're not doing stained glass windows or, you know, different, you know, priestly robes. Great, you shouldn't be doing any of those things. But just, you're better off doing those things than lying. Lying will send you to hell. Stained glass windows won't, you're just religious. Religiosity won't send, see there's a difference. They're like, we're non-religious, but they consider religiosity to be sin, the same as lying, and they just conflate it all together and say, we're all sinning every day. Have you heard that? Oh, we all sin every day. You shouldn't be sinning every day. You may be stupid every day, I certainly am, but it doesn't mean that you should be sinning every day. It's very, very different for you to not pray, to not study. You know what? You're a, you're a Christmas person. So you put up all the Christmas stuff. I do. In some church, some people will tell you inside the church in Romans 14, 14 style, you shouldn't be doing that because if you, if you put an end on the end of, of Santa, it, tur- it turns out to be Satan. And they lump all of that into sin. It's not. They're two very different things. Unrepentant sin sends people to hell. Unrepentant religiosity limits them on earth. Do you see it? But that's what's happened inside the church now. Is all of these things have been conflated together and it's all called sin. So when I tell you to be sin free, you're like, yeah, but I don't eat right. It's not sin. I'm addicted to caffeine. Not sin. I'm addicted to tobacco. Not sin. I know that bothers some of you. Tommy, you a smoker? No, I hate, I hate cigarettes. They killed my father. But it's not a sin. You, somebody, some people try to hide their cigarettes from me. I'm like, you want to smoke? Go smoke. Don't smoke in here. Smoke outside. You're not going to hell for it, but I'll tell you, it's a spiritual limitation. You're addicted to something that's holding you back. That's unbelief. You're filling a void. Not much different than the void that I fill with M&M's. That's why I'm fasting sugar right now. Brutal, brutal. 23 days in. Now you don't need to, I'm just telling you, rough. It's not even, I'm not even, I don't even fast all sugar. I fast the sugar that I love. No Slurpees, that's the number one killer. Slurpee a day makes, makes Tommy a happy boy and it just didn't happen. No Slurpees, no candy, no soda, no donuts, nothing. Brutal. You never know how much you rely on those things, but it's great. That's how you, that's how you crucify unbelief. But that's what's happened inside the modern church today is there's been this conflation of things that are not sin, calling them sin. And things that are sin, calling them not sin. And it's all put together in a, in a package called sin. So everybody thinks they're sinning all the time. I'm sinning all the time because I'm just, you know, I, I don't pray every day. I'm the God's not first every day. God not being first is not sin. It's just not smart. You probably will end up sinning if God's not first. But either, you've got to understand the word of God. People are destroyed because they do not read the word of God, which is a lack of knowledge. Hey, Tom, are you ever going to read any Bible verses today? Well, yeah. I already have given you a bunch. See, we just amen things like we have all things. We just amen them. Amen. Got all things. 
and we move on with our day-to-day lives, listen to these verses. You want a Bible verse? Here you go. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 7. We move on. We hear we have all things. And we move on with our day-to-day lives, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. What do you mean not know? I have the knowledge of truth. I know the Bible verse, Romans 8, 32. You don't have it unless you're operating in it. All you have is a cursory knowledge. You can't drive the car. You know cars exist. You sit in the car, but you don't drive the car because you don't know how to drive the car. Tom, have you reached perfection? No, but I know where I am. Most Christians think they're mature. I don't. You're like, Tom, you're pastoring a church. Sorry. I'm not going to think of myself more highly than I ought. I think of myself with sober judgment because the spiritual man makes judgments about all things. Romans 12, 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15. In that order. So we move on. We hear verses like we have all things and we just move on with our day-to-day lives without looking for all things. We just move on and we're blinded. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. 2 Timothy 3, 5. See, having things in common, how many of us have those things in common? See, I admit that that's in my life. That I'm always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Will you say it out loud? Look at me. Will you? Will you say it out loud? Will you? See, this is a real church. I will demand that you confront yourself. You may never come back, but at least for a moment, better is one day right here that you have to confront yourself. Every other church you go to outside the ones that I mentioned earlier, you will confront nothing. You will listen to a canned sermon off of sermon.com. Disco music and the service will last one hour and 12 minutes. And nobody will be, it is a conviction-free service. Nobody convicted, but not here. And you're like, that's just because you're mean. No, no, no. I have great expectations of you. Listen, a lot of people don't want to work for me. And I tell people, you know what? When you come here, you will not be late. You will not go half butt. If it's not done great, we'll do it over. And if you don't like it, then go be offended at home. Because I expect more of a saint of God than to be late, to be unprepared. I expect you to give more to the church than your job. And why? That's because you run the church. No, no, no. This is the body of Christ. If God has called you here, you should be offering yourself as a living sacrifice. Not to me, but to the Holy Ghost. But a lot of us, I put myself in this packet. Right here, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 5 and 7 right now. Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. You don't have the knowledge if you're not operating in all things. If you struggle every day just to get by, this is you are not you don't you are not operating in all things. People think that the gospel of Jesus Christ is a way to get by. No, it's life into its full abundance. 
If you're a Christian and you're not enjoying your life, think about how lousy your parent must be. And I'm not blaming God, but that's how we are in regular life, isn't it? If your children are miserable, we would look to the parent. God came to give you life in its full abundance. Most of your life, you should be smiling. A lot of you think it's melancholy as an attribute. I get deep down within myself. No, you're a self-worshipper. Carve an image to yourself and let it be done. Always learning. Listen, listen, a lot of you have been in church. Same as me. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm above you. I'm trying to pull you out with me. I may be a little further out of the trench than you are. And I'm reaching down to you. Look at me. I'm reaching down to you, trying to pull you out. Because I'm another rung up, maybe. Maybe I'm holding on to the vine in the pit. And I'm trying to pull you out. Because you've convinced yourself all these years, I'm such a mature believer. No, you're somebody who's always learning and never operating in all things. And I'm telling you the truth. You have a form of godliness, but you deny its power. Where do you get these verses from? It is never good when you have verses in common with 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1 through 9, which is entitled, The Apostasy Predicted. People will walk away. Let's look at 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 9. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. It should sound oddly familiar to you. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, just like the BLM mobs and the Antifa mobs going around all throughout the country, looting and pillaging because they're unthankful that they've won the lottery and live in the United States of America. There's not a soul in this room who's not filthy, rotten, rich in comparison to every other soul on the planet. Unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power and from such people turn away. Do we have that in common with these people? Yes. What do we have to do? Got to get sanctified. I'll tell you how to do it in a minute. Gosh, dog, I'm running out of time. For of this sort of those who creep into households and make cap, verse six, captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts. I've told you this a thousand times. I got to tell you again because there's new people in here. If you are a girl, Tom, you're a sexist. I don't care what you think. Understand that firmly. I don't care what you think. Love you. I don't care if you call me a chauvinist. I don't care if you call me a racist. I don't care. But every time a girl gets saved in this church and she's single, I warn them, he's coming. For of this sort of those who creep into households, written to Christians now, and make captives of gullible women, men go to hell for lust, women go to hell for loneliness. Boy, it's quiet in here. It's a gift. It really is a gift of mine. Make captives of gullible women. You, you, women, you shouldn't even be insulted by that. You may be gullible, 
But are you any less or more gullible than men? All you got to do is flash a bikini, babe, and he's gone. Jesus who? Make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts. Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Do we have these things in common with, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. We have this in common with them. Look at this. Now, as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. If I'm calling you out today and saying that you are not operating in all things, what will you do? Resist the truth or acknowledge the truth? I acknowledge it. You can't be offended when I say that I'm with you. Don't resist the truth. Swallow the truth. Be baptized in the truth from the inside out. Men of corrupt minds disapprove concerning the faith, but they shall progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all. This is the thing. We are going to win this battle. Understand something. We as Christians will never lose the war. We're never going to lose. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. When Revelation 14 hits and the angel tells Jesus, harvest the earth, we're gone. The worst of the book of Revelations after that. We never lose. We are the restraining. Man, you guys aren't getting this. You know, I just need to, I'm gonna preach for the next hour until you get it. Just jam all the other people into the foyer. Because I don't, I don't, listen, you've got to understand this. We never lose. Like I've lost a lot and you, you know, there's lots of lessons in the losing. That's not the Bible. That's Oprah Winfrey. That's not the Bible. Now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph. If you didn't triumph, that means there was unbelief. Don't blame God and don't jump into societal madness. Well, there's lessons in the losing. No, there isn't. The lessons in the losing is don't lose again. I don't, listen, you need to understand something. I don't aim to lose at anything ever. I've lost plenty. But that, I never go, well, you know, it's good to lose for a while. It humbles you. Bull crap. I mean a fervent steaming pile of bull crap. See, what happens is Christians turn on. They turn their backs on. When I say turn on, they turn their backs on healing. They turn their backs on prosperity. You th- did you believe that you are called to prosper? Or do you consider it to be humble in walking in humility for you to be poor. How are you going to feed the poor when you are the poor? Christians turn their backs on the Holy Ghost. Most Christians don't speak in tongues. Do you? You need to be speaking in tongues. I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. That's not me speaking. That's Paul, 1 Corinthians 14, 18. 
See, you can't turn your back on any element of the gospel and be solid. If you turn your back on healing, you're turning your back on scriptures that guarantee healing. But you stop believing in guaranteed healing because it didn't work out on one occasion or two occasions or three occasions. Your past experiences never trump the word of God, ever. Now you're moving away from sanctification. Being, sanctification means being made holy, being made a vessel, being made useful. That's what sanctification means. And when you pull back from the promises of the word of God, and we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. And you say, that's not for me. That's what made the church vulnerable to COVID. They didn't stand in the promises of God. They'd long since retracted from them. We choose love over promises. Promises are love. We, we're not going to go up to somebody and tell them they aren't healed because of unbelief, because that's unloving. That's what Jesus said, and I do believe that Jesus is God, and God is love. So what, what is this form of love that you are issuing? You know what it's called? Heresy, and it's called demonic. It's called counterfeit. I love all of, and I mean I actually do love them. I love all of the really soft parents. Excuse me. Six minutes to go. I'm going to get to any of this message at all. This is what a mess. What a mess. I love all the really soft parents who lose all their kids and consider themselves to be strong Christians. Yeah, your kids love you and they're, you're, their, they're their, you're their best friend. Are you really their best friend or do they need you? And maybe that was your plan the whole time. Got to keep them needing me. See, it's dangerous to preach the way that I do. You know why? Because I'm actually training you not to need me. Where do you get that from, Tom? Oh, it's just the Bible. As for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it is, just as it is taught you, remain in him. Continue in him so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. First John chapter 2, 27 and 28. It's risky as a pastor to train you not to need me. I'm doing it because I will preach the word. Other pastors won't do it because their ministry is more important to them than Jesus. Not me. You're his people. I'm going to preach the word. Not many of you should presume to be teachers, my brothers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. James chapter three, verse one. Boy, there's a lot of people that are going to be answering to God on the day of judgment for what they preached and did not preach. Worship team, make your way. I don't know what I'm in. This old message. You make sure you listen to the second one. Now I'm going to close this thing. I don't even know I'm going to close this message out. I'll read these verses to you. Galatians chapter 5, 5 through 9. We'll close right here. 
For we, through, for we, through the Spirit, eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails much. That's what I was telling you earlier. You going to hell if you're circumcised? No. Going to heaven if you're circumcised? No. Uncircumcised? No. Doesn't matter. Those are just religious things, and they're lumped together with sin. They avail to nothing. They avail, uh, nor circumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? What happened? Paul was going in, people were getting saved, and his thorn in the flesh. Anybody still believe that Paul's thorn in the flesh was his eye? He needed to put it. No, folks. It correlates directly to, the, to, to Numbers 3355. When you allow inhabitants to stay in the land and corrupt your land, they're called there a thorn in your side. People were coming in behind him and telling people, you have to be circumcised to be saved, follow the law. And Paul was coming in and saying, you ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Galatians 5, 5 through 9. I'm done. If you walk away from any tenet of the gospel, God wants you well. You're weakened. God wants you prospered. You're weakened. I don't want to be rich because you know what? It's harder for a rich man to, uh, to enter the kingdom of heaven than for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. He's talking to the unsaved. Not the saved rich. <laughs> Once you're saved, get rich. How are we, we going to fund the end time harvest? We have to buy a $5 million building? Has to be done. To build it, it would cost you 13 to 15 million. It'll be the Christians that are prospering that'll pay for that building. And oh, 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 the souls that we will win in that building. Wait till you see when we move in there, when we open up the altars. It's very difficult to do it here where there's nowhere for anybody to fall. We're going to open up the altars. And those services will be way more live than anything you've ever seen before. Don't you run from it now. Don't you run. What are you going to... What are you going to think when Jonathan Shuttlesworth is on that stage preaching? What are you going to think when Rodney Howard Brown is on that stage preaching? Archer Pulaski is on that stage. Listen, we are the southern outpost of freedom. Do not run from one tenet of the gospel believing that it's love because it's not. The word of God is Jesus. Jesus is God, so the word is love. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person or watching online, that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on 
in Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.